I forgot my drink. I think you're just possessed. <laughs> I think you're just Normal. possessed. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, this um, this is Casual Casualties. Where we talk about casualties. Casually. And Becca falls asleep on air. <sighs> Casually. Yep. Casually falls asleep. I'm Bree. I'm Becca. And today, we're going to be talking about some... Not moida. Some happy fun times. Some not moida. We're gonna be talking about a disappearance. Oh, okay. 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 So an unconfirmed murder. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I can't not hear the sloth from the crudes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the what was it? Belt. Belt. Yes, <laughs> you're. A belt. That's what he is. Yes. Um, did you ever watch the Puss in Boots movie? No. Okay, it's on Netflix right now. So okay. Sure. But, like, there's this really freaking cute cat. He pops up in the movie three times, and he has one line, and it is... Ooh. What? It's so cute! It's like, so Puss and Boots is fighting this other cat, who's, like, another, like, bad guy robber yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Turns out it's not a boy cat, it's a girl cat. Ooh. Yeah, so, like, obviously love interest. So, like, yeah. I think when she reveals that she's a girl, or sometime after the fight, the cat pops up and goes, ooh. <laughs> and then, like, again later, not long after that, I think she disses him, and, like, like it's like, spurn. And the cat goes, ooh. <laughs> and then at the end credits, it pops up again. I love that cat. <laughs> Is there a reason for this fun tangent? I don't know. We said dun dun dun. Okay. And it made me think. Because me and Luna watched, yeah. Okay. Cuckoo. Yeah. Oh. Alright. <laughs> cool. That's great. I love that cat. <laughs> whatever whatever brings the serotonin. Yes, exactly. Gotta chase that serotonin chase ride. It. it doesn't come around often. Gotta jump on the serotonin train. Dude, no, my, like, it's kind of like those people that chase after, uh, tornadoes. Yeah! <laughs> you just gotta get in the beat-up van and ride yeah, it wherever it takes you. <laughs> you just gotta get in and go. Just... And go for the crazy ride that you have to be <laughs> Hopefully no cows hit you. Dude, what? <laughs> it's not like a thing, like, the cows in the tornado. Um, Becca. You don't know. Becca. We live in we live in Arizona. We don't know what tornadoes are. What's a tornado? Not true. Not true. They had a. T- they've been getting tornadoes out in like way out in Mariana. Those aren't tornadoes. Those are haboobs that have gone rogue. <laughs> haboobs. Haboobs that have gone rogue. Is, is a haboob an official like yes. weather? Is it really? Yes. It's those giant. Haboob. Those giant like. Like waves of dirt and dust and soot that just like slam into the side of your car with the kind of velocity that will kick it off the road. Uh huh. And it's so dark that you can't see, so you have to just like pull over and you can't be driving during one. It's called a haboob. It's called a haboob. Yes. And they tend to happen in between Phoenix and Tucson because it's a big stretch of desert land and there's nothing to kind of stop it. Haboob. I was on the phone with one of our security people recently. And, um, the security people for our company is based up in Oklahoma, so they don't understand two, two fucking things about the desert. And <laughs> I was calling them because we had, um, a monsoon, which is a rainstorm on fucking drugs, because yeah. your roof will blow off your house, every your street floods, nobody can drive. You can't pick up your child. Yes. 
So monsoons are no joke, and we had one so bad that it, um, like, we had one so bad that it fucked up all of our electronics completely. And so I would call the security desk to inform them, hey, by the way, this is what's going on, which is why you don't have eyes on our store. Um, I just need your help trying to get these CPUs rebooted, see if you can take control, like, take manual control over them for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to him, and he's like, is it, is this all really just because of a little bit of rain? <laughs> and so I explained to him how bad monsoons are, <laughs> and how, like, there's a, there's a certain highway exit not too far from my location, that when it rains, the underpass fills so deeply with water, up to anywhere between 8 and 12 feet sometimes, as, as deep as I've seen it in my lifetime, um, that... Obviously, you can't fucking drive through it. You, like, they have to block off the entire exit. Yep. And so he, I was talking to him about that. He's like, that's that's fucking intense. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, we don't really get rain Welcome a lot. Welcome to the but... desert where even the rain wants to kill you. We have a, one season of rain every year. And, and, they to kill you. and so, like, I was talking to him about it. He goes, you know, that you guys have have things called haboobs, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. So, like, last week I was on the phone with a store on the outskirts of Phoenix that had a haboob hit, and I watched it on the security camera hit, and it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. And I was like, yep, those happen too. And he's like, like, often? Like, have you ever been in one? And I was like, yeah, I've been in one. It's really not too bad. But it can be kind of annoying when you have somewhere to be. And <laughs> my nonchalance surprised him to some extent, but... You're like, yeah, it's just kind of annoying. It's a minor inconvenience. But, I mean, some people live in places that the snow will put you on house arrest. So... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Oh, my gosh. We're like... This just came out of nowhere, I guess. I think... I'm gonna guess it was raining. She didn't actually say... But that was Texas. Nice. So, like, cars got <laughs> cars stuck. Cars were, like, underwater. <laughs> like, oh my god, I don't want to live in Texas. Um, no, I feel like out in Miranda, though, they got, like, a legitimate tornado during monsoon. I think they had tornado warnings, but it was never anything crazy. Um, I I miss monsoon season. Yeah, last year we didn't get much, and the year before that it was pitiful as well. Maybe that means this year will be different. I hope so. I hate to say it, but what we need is a really good hurricane to happen somewhere near Florida. Just take out the whole... Hurricane season for other parts of the United States means good monsoons for us. Yeah. So, we are going to talk about Pinkerton, Ohio. Pinkerton. So, um, our main subject of discussion today is going to be Brian Schaefer. He was born February 25th, 1979 in Pinkerton, which is a suburb of Columbus. Is that in Ohio? Yes. Okay. So, like, you know how, like, Scottsdale is, like, just a suburb of Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Same difference? Okay. So, he was born to parents Randy and Renee Schaefer. So, he does have a younger brother, and uh, this gentleman, after graduating high school, decided to go to Ohio State University for six years, and took that six years and turned it into a degree in microbiology. Nice. After he completed that microbiology degree, he went back to school at Ohio State in 2004 for medicine. Um, Two years later... We're now in 2006, and unfortunately, his mother ends up passing away from a really hard-to-pronounce disease. So I'm having trouble saying it out loud. Um, Oh, it's shortened to MDS, which is a group of cancers in which immature blood cells in the bone marrow do not mature. So that's what she died from. Sounds uncomfortable. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, according to his friends, Brian was handling it, but it was still pretty hard on him. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, it was something that they anticipated happening. But, that's like, you still don't easy. want your parent to die, so it wasn't necessarily easy. 
so 2006, mom dies. He's kind of not happy about it, but working with it. And at the time, he is dating a girl named Alexis Wagner. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it was um, somewhat inferred amongst the family and friends, and Alexis as well, that Brian was um, getting to the point in which he was planning on proposing. Ooh, the um, general consensus seems to be that people thought that he was likely to propose on this trip to Miami that they had planned to go on over spring break. Cute. So, yeah. Um, Brian seems to be, a, like, the easygoing, relaxed, tropical vacations, like... Like a, a low hot shirt. Like, low-key, hang loose, you know, have a drink, go out to the bar... Maybe the kind of guy who'd like to fucking play board games and shit. Like, super relaxed energy. What's that one where you, like, usually play it on a cruise ship? Where you, like, push the shuffleboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's that kind of relaxed. kind of guy? I don't know. <laughs> He'll I get there. Know. He'll get there. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another just fun little fact is just that his ambition in life was to start a band. Okay. Like, okay, bud, I see you. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Start a band and then what? <laughs> Flash forward a tiny bit. March 31st, the final day of classes right before his spring break, Brandon goes out for a, a bit of an early dinner with his dad to just kind of celebrate the end of a few major exams. Maybe they were just kind of secretly pre-celebrating the engagement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hyping him up. I don't know. I don't know. Right before I got engaged with Kyle, like right before we went on vacation, Kyle went over to his mom's house without me while I was at work. And I was like, like that's us. I was like, the fuck? You went to mom's and you didn't fucking bring me? <laughs> you couldn't have waited till I got off work? Yeah, and like I remember giving him shit for it. And he was like, well, she didn't want to see you. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> you're like, you're lying to me. <laughs> She always wants to see you. Dude, I remember, like, because we went on vacation for our six-year anniversary, and he told me straight up, he's like, look, we're going on a vacation, we're going to Disney, I am not proposing to you. And I'm like, alright, cool, good to know, thank you. <laughs> and so then when we went on this vacation, I pointed out, I was like, huh, you haven't made the joke yet. And he's like, what joke? And I'm like, the whole, you're not proposing to me joke. And he laughed at me, and he's like, you're funny. And then he didn't say anything, and I was like... You're like, but you still haven't made the joke! <laughs> and, like, so, like, I was like, no way. Uh, I'm getting engaged. You're like... And so then, like, from that moment on, I was like, I gotta get my nails done, I gotta do this, I gotta plan this, I gotta do that, I gotta make sure my hair looks good. And then, like, we got there... And our entire first day was the day of our anniversary. So, like, we got there the night before, and then our first day of vacation was our anniversary. And so I thought in my mind, like, yes, if he's going to propose, it's going to be today. And then it kept getting later, and it kept getting later, and it kept getting later. And he was, like, jet lag sick. Yeah, like, he was sick and, like, pale and pasty and, like, nauseous. Oh, no. The whole first day, and I was like, are you good? Do you want to go back to the hotel and take a nap? Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, where are you, are you like, jet lagged? Are you like, what's going on, bud? And he said, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then finally, 6 o'clock at night, I'm, like, sitting there, we're sitting together on this little bench, and I'm staring out over this cute little lake in the middle of the theme park, and I was like, this is okay. He doesn't want to propose, and that's okay. He's not ready yet, and that's okay. And so, like, I just keep telling myself in my mind, I'm like, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. And then he's like, hey, do you want some chocolate? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want some chocolate. I need some chocolate right now. That's a good idea. And so then he just casually handed me one of the Harry Potter chocolate frogs. Cute. And so then when I opened up the box, sitting on top of the little chocolate frog's head is, is a ring. And I'm like, no. Fucking way. And that's like, I like, everything just, like, my butt dropped <laughs> everything my heart my lungs everything dropped to my butt and when i look up he's starting to try to get down on one knee Aww. and then i grabbed him by the front of his shirt and didn't let him kneel down <laughs> i like grabbed him and i made him hug me and he's like do you want me to like kneel or i was like no do you want me to kneel? <laughs> i was like no just just give me the ring <laughs> just give me the ring and Yep. I love it. I know. Harry Potter chocolate frogs. Yep. 
Can you give you like 50 of them for your wedding? I mean, sure. Have we ever? No, we haven't, probably. Yeah. Um, made butterbeer drinks. Mm. What? So, cream soda mm-hmm. and um, butterscotch schnapps. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a shot of like whipped cream vodka. So, I know it's a super unpopular opinion. I really liked pumpkin juice way more. I've never had, like, an actual butterbeer. We need to go to California juice, together so. so that we can go to Universal's together. Yeah. Luna will lose her shit. Oh, I cannot wait to take her. And I'll take my wand with me. I'll take my wand with me. It's not a real wand, but it's a wand. <laughs> it was handmade. That counts, right? My I went to Ollivander's, and the Ollivander thing, like, I was the one that was selected out of the group to do the wand ceremony i died yeah yeah i would have i would have died and then like not done it (laughs) i would have been like literally pick anybody else i researched online to see what you had to do to get them to pick you yeah i wore my merch I was there. I was pumped, and I got picked. I was like, nice. "Fuck yeah!" And then afterwards, Kyle was like, "You couldn't have just stood in the back and let the kid get picked, could you?" And I'm like, "No, Nuh-uh. of course I am, not." I am the kid. This is my time to shine. So yeah. Anyways, back on topic. Um, <laughs> that was way. That was total left field. So um, Brian goes out to an early steak dinner with his dad to celebrate the close of his exams and the beginning of of this spring break and everything and just in general probably to catch up because you know exams are intense and his father kind of like notes and and states later on that brian looked or brian was talking about his plans to go out with his friend william florence which they referred to as clint Hmm. um even though he was really tired and run down looking as if like you know just earlier in the week really fucking took it out of him at, like, his dad noted that he had done a lot of, like, all-nighters to study and everything, so, yeah. Despite the fact that he was super tired, though, Brian does end up going out with his friend, Clint, and they started at a thing, at a place called the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Uh, ew. <laughs> the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Mm-hmm. It was a bar near campus, and so... A college kid named that place. Yeah. There's no way. So they go into this ugly tuna saluna with the intention of bar hopping from bar to bar to bar to get as close to this thing called the Arena District. Okay. But um, along the way, every bar that they stopped at, the two men took a shot. Oh, nice. How long are they staying in each bar? Uh, I don't know, but a coworker of mine promised that he would take me and Kyle and whoever else wanted to join on a bar crawl downtown that involves at least two different speakeasies, and I'm here for it. I told him that we'd have to um, pay somebody to watch your child or have your child stay with your parents. So that you and Michael and Kyle and I can all go. Put a strap around my back. <laughs> Come with us, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Clear up until you get drunk. Yes. I'll just let her carry me after that. <laughs> your three-year-old is dragging you by your ear. <laughs> Gotta go to handle on your piercings. Just Come on, Ma. Let's go. I could see her doing that. I want to go play hide and seek. Let's go. Alrighty, so uh, uh, about an hour into this bar crawling experience, Brian calls Alexis, who went home to Toledo, which is a different part of Ohio, on the border with, uh... Canada. No. (laughs) I know, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I'm not that bad at geometry. I'm not that bad at geometry. No, she was, uh, her family lives in Toledo, which is on the border with, I remember it, Michigan. Oh, so basically Canada. Yeah, essentially. So, no, Toledo is actually part of the reason why Ohio and Michigan hate each other, I think. I may be wrong, but I think. Um, anyways. Uh, so according to Clint, the men went from bar to bar, walking towards this arena district, and they only took one shot at every stop they made along the way. I could not find a definite number of how many stops they made. All I know is if I was part of this, I would not make it to bar three. 
Your bitch is a lightweight. <laughs> Two shots in your turn. Three shots, I guess, in your turn. I mean, shot number one's getting me buzzed. Shot number two is like, I- I'm I'm partying now. Shot number three, I'm set. I'm good. I'm oh, vibing. Like no more shots. I'm anything good. after three though. Anything after three though is you're 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 gonna get ghetto brain, and it's oh. not a pretty sight. It's not. I think last time I got that far, I had a coconut. Don't know who brought the coconut to my house, but I wanted it open, and I thought it'd be a great idea to smash the bitch on my coffee table. No. <laughs> I did it. Coconuts are so hard. Well, um, it broke open. Damn. So. Did your table also break? Nope. Um, that is the same coffee table that uh was in Kyle's childhood home. Oh, damn. Um, it's the coffee table that he lost his front teeth to. Oh, damn. Yeah. That table's seen some shit. <laughs> and now it's in my house. <laughs> and I've, bro- I've drunkenly broken a coconut open onto it. I'm beautiful. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, they're working towards this uh, arena district and eventually make it to a bar named The Short North. And... At this short north, they end up meeting up with a friend of Clint's named Meredith Reed. And Meredith, after hanging out there for a little while, gave both of them a ride back to the Tuna Saluna. Right back to square one. And they were there for one last round to finish out the night, but at some point while um while partying or joking around or whatever, Brian ends up getting separated from Clint and Meredith. And so they're college kids. They're drinking. They're having fun. It's the start of of spring break, so they are looking for Brian when they realize that they lost him. Mm-hmm. You know, yelling his name, looking around, asking, you know, have you seen a guy that looks like this wearing that? But I have a feeling that with the amount of alcohol in their system and the time of night and the time of year, just the fact that they're on vacation, they probably weren't giving it their best. Yeah. But they still stuck around. They were looking for him. They didn't want to leave without him. However, at some point in time, you know, 2, 3 a.m., last call is called, and everyone's getting kicked out. So they were there with the closing crowd. They got sent out of the bar, and it was very obvious that Brian is not in this bar. Yikes. That's why girls do the buddy system. And so, and so they were like, okay, well, he must have just ditched us at some point. He, you know... No. It was a long day. Never. He probably did just no big deal. They went home. So this was on a Friday night. Saturday. No one's able to get a hold of him. This could very easily be excused away. Like, you know what? We were out drinking. He was doing exams the day before. He probably is either hungover or sleeping in. No big deal. Sunday comes along. Oh, no. Still, nobody has heard about him. It's concerning, considering Monday is the start of his vacation. And he had plans. He had plans that were very well set in advance with his girlfriend, potentially almost fiancé. Yeah. Monday happens. He misses his flight. This is the the final red flag of, nope, something's wrong, something's very, very wrong. They finally call and report him missing. Damn, I'm, like, so paranoid and I have such bad anxiety that it's, like, you're not, if I don't know where you are at the end of the day and I'm, I should know, I'm worried and I'm probably going to call someone. Nice. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. I won't just wait till the weekend's over and be like, hmm, I haven't heard from Bree. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll call the cops now. <laughs> no. Friday night, last call, I don't see you, I'm concerned. I'm going to be... Walking around, shouting your name, calling you like 30 times till my phone dies, and then like going to the police station and being like, because you know, you just did a bar crawl, so you're like drunk as fuck. And you just be like, my friend is missing. Good to know. Meanwhile, you dragged me in with you, like, my friend, she's gone, and they're like, she's missing. And they're like, who's, who's that you're holding on to? And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I found you! And then I would start crying. Like, oh, I was so concerned. <laughs> you, you realize that this isn't a world in which both you and I decided it was a good idea to go out to a bar. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I 
I've seen one too many stories that end with a girl dying at the end of it. I'm I've good. I've been to a bar. Actually, twice now, I guess. I've only been to a bar twice. So, um, fortunately, unfortunately, toss up. Uh, the Tuna Saluna was on a side of campus. Stop. It's just, I can't. The Tuna Saluna. <laughs> Makes you think of something out of Spongebob. Yeah! 100%. <laughs> a Spongebob character named this place. Oh my gosh. So, the Tuna Saluna was on a side of campus that had a higher crime rate, which means the main entrance of this bar is covered in security cameras. Mo- there was two main security oh, cameras. It's called the Ugly Tuna Saluna 2? That's what happens if- sorry, I googled Tuna Saluna. So the ugly tuna Saluna. Um, I wonder if it, they closed and had to reopen, which is why it's the two. Some good ambiance. Look at that tuna. No, it's not a tuna. It's a whale. I was gonna assume tuna. Whatever. Anyways, the the entrance has two major cameras on it. One that was on an automatic swivel, and another one that was operated manually. I'm assuming that means that, like, sitting in a security booth, the security guy could, like, move it with a computer, like, Yeah. Um, so the cameras document the party going into the bar initially. So it catches Brian and Clint going into the bar initially and then leaving when they begin their bar crawl. That's good. And then it shows also... Brian, Clint, and Meredith going into the bar together later on in the evening, but it doesn't show Brian ever leaving. Weird. It shows Clinton and Meredith leaving with that 2 a.m. crowd, but it never, not once have they been able to pinpoint somebody that is obviously Brian leaving. That's weird. So there's a few theories behind why or how. Um... Step one, he is either very drunk and leaning on somebody, and they're walking closely behind somebody yeah. else, so, like, he isn't standing at his full height. That would make sense. Um, number two, he changed and or, like, put on a hat and was actively attempting to avoid these okay. security cameras. That would entail that he knew... That he was trying to leave. Yeah. Which just doesn't sound doesn't... right. Um, and then theory number three is that he left through, um, a service door in the back that would have meant he had to walk through a restricted area for employees only. And they would notice that. I mean, not necessarily. No? It all depends on how busy they were and how often... I feel like you'd want to be on the lookout for random drunk people trying to go back to Probably, but they're a bar staff. Yeah. I don't know. They, they may have other things to do with it. It's also, like, I can't see the inside of the bar, so I don't know how easily accessible that is. Yeah. Like, it could be just open up the door to the back, and then off to the side, right there is another door. You're looking for a bathroom, and you just huh? gotta find something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Stumble behind the alley. I don't know. What I do know that, what I do know, though, is that this back door opens up to a construction lot. Uh-oh. Now, this lot, apparently, was very, like, hard to handle in our manager navigate during the day while sober. Mm-hmm. Which means this would have been nearly impossible for a drunk man to do at night. Alone. Yikes. Sounds dangerous. So he could have been let out that way oh, no. by somebody. It's hard. It's really hard to tell. Um, all we know is that... We He's gone. He's gone. We know that he walked in wearing this outfit, and we know that um, nobody resembling that walked back out. Weird. Don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> Not at all. There's... I don't even fucking... Don't like it. Mm. So, thankfully, this bar was not the only one in the area that was covered in security cameras, though. Nice. And so the investigators immediately checked all the cameras of the neighboring establishments. So, like, if he walked out and they didn't notice it or he was behind someone or whatever... It would have been hard for him to completely avoid all of the other cameras yeah. going up and down the street. Unless he was some sort of CIA agent who's trying to be all stealthy and shit. They did not see him on any of them. That's very concerning. 
which makes that back door sound a little bit more likely. Yeah. But again, it opens up into a construction lot, which makes me think that if it's a great place to hide a body. If there was a drunken scuffle, there would have been like signs almost in the dirt or in the construction. Like yeah. Like it maybe not. It all depends on what kind of stage this construction was in. Yeah. But yikes! And also, they didn't realize he was missing for three days, so any of that could have been wiped away, I guess. Yeah, that's why when your friend goes missing, you don't wait. <laughs> yes. So these police, though, these investigators, they did their job. So um, they took police dogs with them, with Brian sent through the neighboring streets. Jeez. They checked local dumpsters, alleys. They distributed flyers that detailed Brian's information. Like, down to including a description of a stick figure tattoo that he had on his arm <laughs> from a Pearl Jam album cover, which was his favorite band. I love it. Um, <laughs> so they were really thorough. They, um, at, at some point, even went as far as getting clearance to search the sewer. Damn. Nothing ever turned up. There was never anything. There was never any blood. There was never, like... Nothing was found. None of his personal items, his cell phone, nothing. That's... He just... He was abducted by aliens. He just vanished. He was abducted by aliens. I know it's not what people want to hear, but I wonder if he just wandered out into that construction zone and just... No. Yep. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I would think of as an, as an investigator. And if they Drunk were this thorough... If they were this thorough, I assume that they would have searched that construction site like, as thoroughly. What did that construction site look like three days ago? So. Is there any cement that was poured? <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yikes. It's just... That's he bad. just disappears. He's just gone. Oof. So, they tried. They did everything. Um, Alexis would call his phone every single night before bed and every Aww. single night it would just go straight to voicemail. And that fact Aww. hurts my soul. No, it is. She's just. Aww. That's like, so sad. It just. It makes me want to cry. Just the thought of it. Like, I. Just listening to that voicemail. My heart. I hope he had a voicemail thing set up so that she could listen to his voicemail. I need to make Kyle set up his voicemail now. Yes! <laughs> he doesn't have one? Maybe he do I. It. No, I don't. I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> See if Kyle wants to hear me. He can just listen to our podcast episodes. Oh, there we go. See, yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'm not planning on doing stupid things, but yeah, stupid things happen though. Mm, unfortunately. It's out of our hands. Sorry. Oh my God. I had to. The Disney references are strong today. <laughs> so, there was one time though that. It began to ring, and it rang three times before cutting sh- cutting back to voicemail. And if you're a psychopath like me, you know that um, an average phone rings six to seven times before autom- before Automatically running to voicemail. Yeah, yeah. As if like if the phone is turned on and they and it's just left somewhere and it's not interfered with, it will ring six times before cutting to voicemail. Yep. I'm not a stalker. I just have anxiety and always hope that people don't answer. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh my god, especially at work. <laughs> please don't answer the phone. Please don't. Oh, god damn. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh my god. Flashback to that awkward moment when I had to call a parent of one of my coworkers because they had injured themselves on the job and they were underaged. I... So I had to call the parent to come pick them up. Because I could not release them without the parent. Dang. <laughs> I had to call an ambulance for a trainee once. And then I had to call his older brother. Because he lived with his older brother to tell him, like, hey, like, uh. What happened? He was having, like, a really bad asthma attack, I guess. <gasps> yeah. And so, like, I was in the middle of training him in the kitchen. And he just kept disappearing into the back room. And I thought he was, like, maybe dry heaving into the trash can. But. I think he was just trying to breathe. I think he just kind of breathed. And then he was, like, looking really pale. And, like, I was like, are you, like, do you have an inhaler? Like, do you want me to call your brother? Like, I'm going to call 911, bud. Like, this is not good. (laughs) 
So I called an ambulance for him, and then I felt really bad because, like, he had just started a new job, and he was, like, Poor kid. not financially in a good place, and, like, I was like, I'm sorry about the ambulance, because I know that those aren't cheap, but, like, if it was work-related, not, then his job should have taken care of You're it. not breathing, and that's not good. And the, the paramedics were asking me all these questions, and I was like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a fun day. Fun times. And like, I had to call his brother on his phone. And I was like, hey, uh, this is a, I don't even remember his name. Uh, I'm his trainer, and he's in my back room. I have an ambulance here for him because he's not breathing. And he was like, okay, I'm on my way. I was like, okay. As an older sibling who, like, I always joke that I have custody, even though my kid brother is an adult. Yeah. As somebody who, uh, like, is a caretaker, I guess, yeah. over an adult child, like, my soul kind of call, like... would, oh my god. Yeah. Well, there was this one time he called me because something happened to his car. Oh no. And, like, he was upset about it. Like, there was some body damage done to the side of his car. Aww. Um, And he was really upset about it. And he called me, he's like, Brianna, I'm pissed. And I'm like, what happened? What's wrong? He's like, Coraline, which is what I named his car because she's bright ass blue. Like, he's like, Coraline, in. Coraline did, I was like, just out with it. Did you total it? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. Don't fucking scare me like that. He's still attached to your body. <laughs> Dude. Uh... Yeah. That's how I feel if I don't hear from Josh for a while. Especially if he's in one of his, like, dark spells. I'm like, are you okay, bud? Can you just text me that you're alive? Please? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Siblings, man. Can't live with them. But you'll be damned if somebody else takes them off the planet before you do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Word. (laughs) But... So, her, the phone, she calls him, and it rings three times before cutting to voicemail, and she gives this information to investigators as well as puts it on her social media. Mm-hmm. And then the cell phone company reached out to her and was like, um, so that was likely just a computer glitch. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she was no. so hopeful that something happened. I'd be like, nah, I don't accept this. She was so hopeful that something happened, and then they were like, yeah, about that. Um, nope. I reject your facts, and... So, yeah. <laughs> that sucks. That does suck. Police received numerous tips, and all of which were super extensively investigated. But, again, they never yielded any information. Weird. Nothing was ever useful. Some of these tips included sightings in Michigan, in Texas, and even fucking Sweden. The fuck? And they actually went out and investigated all of these tips. I would have loved to have been the detective that had to go to Sweden. Oh, man, guys. Sorry, but I guess I gotta go. I guess I'm gonna go. This really sucks. Gosh, should I bring a swimsuit? <laughs> bad. I don't know. Swimsuits or skis? I don't know what season they're in. What are we? What are we doing over here? At one point in time, the lead singer of Pearl Jam was Why? doing a concert in Ohio and was asking in between songs for tips, and they investigated all of those, and nothing was useful. Damn. It got so like. It was it was so barren for so long that the father reached out to a well known psychic. Dang. And the psychic said, Brian's body was nearby water, near a bridge. They always want to say water. Well, so because of this, his father, younger brother, and a few locals who became super invested in the case went out and bought like machines. To go into the water. bog the water and Dang. go like ships through the water, and they did this for Dedication. years and never came up with anything. So this this kind of psychic tip kind of almost brought in a thought process where they're like, well, maybe this is something to do with the smiley face killer, 
which was an unofficial official uh, string of killings. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say serial killer. Um, and the smiley face killer is kind of a broad statement that involves multiple different things. Mm-hmm. I know the smiley face theory was created by retired New York City detectives as well as criminal justice professors who started to note a trend of smiley faces graffitied near large bodies of water that were linked to dumping sites of bodies. Hmm. So they find a body in the water, they track back to where it was likely dumped, and sure as shit, there's a smiley face graffitied nearby. Dang. So they thought that maybe that was it, and there was potentially an actual serial killer that took this up and began killing people and dumping their bodies in water. And so, like, it was never really fully configured, and a lot of smiley face killings, like, sometimes they think it's an actual set person, Mm -hmm. other times they think it's gang activity, it all depends on the location, but it is... A slight, it's slightly more common than you would think for there to be these smiley faces near bodies of water for people's bodies to be dumped. Yeah. So that's creepy. And that's... That's that's it. Um, it's not fully related to the case, we don't think. It was just a theory that they had that they weren't able to prove. That sucks. Yeah. I know there was a smiley face killer who was like a... Like, this is one that they caught... He was, like, a truck driver, which is why he got away with it for so long. Mm-hmm. And, like, they would find smiley faces in, like, like truck stop restrooms. Yes. Yeah. So that's, like, um, that is another one of the spider webby branches of this large net they call smiley face killings. Mm-hmm. I always imagined it as, like, the Joker kind of smiley face. I'm glad it's not. Me too. Because the first time I heard of the smiley face killer, I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to pass on that. And then I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Okay. A friend of mine is a truck driver. <laughs> My uncle's a truck driver. Dude. You're a murderer. It's fine. Just don't ever tell me about it, please. Sorry, but my DNA is in the system. So uh, if you get caught because of me, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fun little segue. Choo choo. All for the segue train. Okay, so this part also doesn't matter, nor is it related, but I, it's sad and I wanted to add it anyways. It's sad. It's sad and I wanted to add it anyways. So Brian's dad, uh, Randy Schaefer, uh-huh. was out in his yard one day. I don't know what the fuck this motherfucker was doing because it was during a rainstorm and he was out there during a rainstorm, which is kind of funny because we talked about that earlier. He was out there during a rainstorm and a large branch broke off the tree in his front yard and smushed at him. Did it kill him? It smushed at him and killed him. Fuck! His family (laughs) had some curse on them, man. Jesus. And then he was there all night. Until his neighbors found him in the morning. And his body was probably so, like, gross. So, yeah. That poor family. Did the girlfriend ever know that, like, ever, I wonder if she was ever told that he was going to propose on their vacation? If I found it on Wikipedia, I'm sure she knows. Yeah, huh, true. But, like, did she know before? Well, she was, I think she was part of the group of people who thought it was going to happen. Oh, okay. That's so sad. Dude. So, like, I, because I did a Michigan murder earlier in the month, and so I decided I'd level the playing field into an Ohio one. Get their uh, neighboring rivals, apparently. A friend of mine is from Ohio, and apparently they have a entire abandoned city. Or not city, but, like, town. A small town. That way back in the olden days, shit tons of people were getting, like, like killed and or disappeared. Okay, let's not go there. And then, as a result, the entire town had to be evacuated. What the fuck? It was so bad, they just were like, nope, nobody can live here. We got, we just gotta leave the town. 
So, like, I don't know the full story. Okay, I kind of know the full story. But a friend of mine went there not too long ago, like a few years ago, and drove through it. I want to drive through it but not stop. And so she has a really kick-ass story about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to eventually corner her and either make her send us an email so th or, like, give me a it. copy of it so I can read it as yes. one of our minis. Or what I'm going to do is, like, if there's ever, like, a week where you can't record or if I ever have the have her at my house and can get her alone yeah i'm gonna record and have her tell that story yes holy shit dude it fucking creeps me like out on like one hand i really want to drive to this place and like because i i have love i have always wanted to like explore abandoned buildings because it's just it's so fascinating to me that like there can just be this whole like like a house or like a business and it's like it's just abandoned and like like, there's still stuff in it, and I'm just, like, like, I just want to go in it and just, like, explore and, like, find things and, like, yeah. So, like, a whole-ass town? Like, that'd be so cool, but also, like, so fucking um, creepy. I never, I don't, okay. So, when I was a kid, I lived on a two-acre piece of land that was split, and so, like, my house sat on a little fenced-in portion of this two-acre piece of land. Mm -hmm. And then my neighbor, who actually for a long time was my aunt, nice. um, sat on the house in the whole, the rest of it that wasn't fenced off. Mm -hmm. And so, on this land, there was also an abandoned barn that had, like, eight horse stalls in it. What? And we were not allowed into it So you went in it, all. obviously. And so we went into it as far as we dared to, but us as kids were yeah, I'd be terrified. Absolutely, absolutely mortifyingly terrified of yeah, it. Like that's how and you so murdered. like the only way into it was through this big creaky gate. Oh gosh! So like it was a building that had I can't, I think it was like four horse stalls on one side, four horse stalls on the other side, and then a walk through to get all the way through mm -hmm. and it wasn't supposed to be fenced off at all it was supposed to be just like an open area you can walk into it walk out of it mm -hmm. and then each of the stalls had their own little swinging gates on it to keep yeah. the horses in them and there was like the outside of it was like decrepit and crumbling and the parents reasoning for never letting us into it is because they don't want the roof to fall in on yeah. us and so the owner of the land because we both like us and my aunt rented that from people or from a certain like a person yeah and so, we, like, they went and they put a fence and fenced off both sides of the, like, both entrances. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you looked into it, it was pitch black. Like, it was pitch dark. Like, there was nothing that you could see in there. Damn. And so, like, every once in a while, because there was a window into one of the horse stalls. Mm -hmm. And so, every once in a while, my cousin would intentionally, like, chuck the ball that we were playing with in there. And because I was the smallest of our of, of the kids, they would hoist me to oh get me gosh. to go in to get it and then run away. Yeah. So that to leave me there to have to get out myself. <gasps> Rude. My oh, older cousins cruel. were. That is so cruel. My older cousins were on a different level. Jesus. And so at one point in time, like, the first time that happened, I was so small and unconfident in my ability to climb that I couldn't get back out the window. And so I had to walk through it. So like, okay, this place wasn't just abandoned. It was filled with stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Abandoned so like, stuff. Old just... couches with the springs popping through. <sighs> so like, I think what happened was whoever, like whatever the tenants left in the houses was just shoved in there. Was just shoved back in there. And so the man who owned this property, this two-acre land, also owned another four acres on the same road a little <laughs> bit further down, which was a dirt road, by the way. Like Sounds like it would be. Yes. This was all on a dirt road. In order to get onto this property, there was a giant fence that on wheels that you had to roll open and roll closed to get the cars in and out of. And that was the only way to get to these houses. There was also a potbelly pig that lived on the area with us Cute. named Squealer. Squealer. <laughs> Original. Yeah. And he'd always be like, wait, 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 like just the grossest little thing. Oh, I was like, Fuck. And so like I couldn't get out the first time. That's out of the window. Awful. And I was terrified. Yeah. And so I had to climb over 
because I couldn't get the gate open because they chained all of the horse stall gates shut. <laughs> so I had to climb over it and then get to the gate and pound on the gate. And I had to, like, I just, like, cried yeah. because everything behind me is pitch black and I just Can't cried. And then my cousins were really mad at me because my aunt or my uncle noticed and he had to get bolt cutters and he had to cut me out. Jesus. So. <laughs> that's like, that's why you don't watch scary movies. Dude. I, you were inland. <laughs> I had nightmares for so long about yeah, that place. That would give me nightmares. Like, holy shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm totally okay with not exploring abandoned things. And then, like, at one point in time, my aunt moved out, and then um, some other people moved in, and we ended up becoming good friends with them. And then the landlord died, and his kids took over the land, and his kids were going to completely demolish the, the barn and put another house there so that nice. they can get more rent. And so they gave us breaks on our rent if we helped them clean it out. And so, at one point in time, they opened up the barn and was asking us, and I was probably close to, like, like 15, 16 at the time, they mm-hmm. asked us to help them, and I was like, uh, nah, bitch. Like, <laughs> nah. I, I ain't about to get haunted, things. It was just, there was just something about it that was just, yeah. it was too dark. Yeah. Like, because each of the horse stalls had a window out. But it's just, like, pitch black. But then when you would look into it, it was dark. That is so crazy. I don't know. I just... And then, like, because there was windows, but there's no glass in anything. So, like, when the wind would go through it... Oh, no. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Ooh, so bad. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah, I lived there from the time I was six until the time I was 16. Jeez. Yeah, so ten years of my life was spent on that land, and it was cursed. Yeah, sounds like it. It's creepy. Yeah. When we went on our road trip, like, eight years ago now, um, there were long stretches of driving where there was, like, you know, nothing, and just you in the road, and, like, randomly there would be, like, like, what used to be, like, a house or something, but it's, like, you know, not really standing anymore. It's like crumbled down to like, you can see where all the walls were, but it's only like this much left standing, oh like a foot or two. Uh-huh. And it's just like every time we drive by it, and it's just like you can see that there's still like stuff in there. And I'd just be like, man, I would just love to like just go explore that kind of thing. No, I'm far too terrified of bringing so home something that's haunted or having something connect to me, and I'm not vibing with that. Yeah. I already have like. <laughs> you already got your own. I, I already have shadow people poking at me. I don't need any more. Yeah. I'm proud of us. For the first time, we didn't ramble for an hour and a half. I mean... I feel like if you put it all together... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I already have, like, two hours worth of, like, viable stories that just didn't quite make the final cut. Yeah. That I have saved in a separate file. To just have all, like, an extra bonus episode. If we ever actually do Patreon. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to know your feelings. How do you feel about doing, um, those, like, ads and everything that people do? I don't know. How do you feel about that? Would you want to do that? Because, like, on one hand, it's, like, it would be really cool because then, like, any money we did make from that, we could use to buy, like, equipment. Yeah, that's literally the only reason I want to potentially do that. And we could get, like, a second mic and or, like, a stand for this one. Yeah, I want a second mic and I want a stand. And get the little And I want the, the pop them. covers and I want the foam to make recording a little bit better. Or even, like, I really like the look of, like, those ones that, like, it's, like, a circle in front of you. Those yeah. ones are really cool. So, I want to do that, but I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I think you'd be okay with it. Okay. We'll have to sit down and record a few one day. Yeah. Cool. And then we could get sponsors like HelloFresh. Have you, were you the one who sent me that TikTok, or was it Kyle? It was like, um, and then he like pulled her eyeballs out of her sockets. 
Have you tried Hella Fresh as of late? Like, <laughs> and that, some days I'm just so on the go I can't stop to go grocery shopping, and that's why we use Hello Fresh. Oh my god, that's too funny. <laughs> so you guys heard it here. From here on out, we will be doing. We'll be doing some of the monetizing just so that we can bring you a better podcast i know it's annoying and i myself am guilty of this however it's all for the greater good please feel free to hit that 15 second skip button that yeah spotify offers yeah google podcast it's a 30 second so but yeah uh we just want to make sure that we have the monies to bring you guys a better podcast with some better audio quality. You can even get like a sound mixer, which people keep telling me we need to get. I mean, anything that makes this a cooler experience for the audience, I'm down with. Yeah, I think it. it I've already learned how to use all of this equipment and how to edit all of it. it how hard could it be? I don't remember what it does. It mixes the sounds. But well, like then the then I, I think it makes it easier to like adjust each of our mm-hmm. like speaking lines. yeah the, the mixer i don't think has to come into play until you have more than one microphone okay but hopefully at that point we'll have a setup like recording area yeah i know um tiktok creators will have public wish lists yes! on their amazon yes so we could also do that as well we could so we can make a public wish list. Because I already have like a. That we will connect to our Instagram and our Anchor website. I already have a. I totally already have a wish list going too. <laughs> Anyways, so we can do that as well. We can attach our um, Amazon wish list to our Instagram. And so if you are interested in helping us better our audio quality you are welcome to in that way that way we don't have to continuously berate your eardrums with awkward ads that we ourselves don't want to be recording yep but we'll do it so we can get better equipment and i will also put our anchor website into our instagram as well so you can take a quick overview of that i know it's got a little bit of extra stuff in there not that fancy but it's there um if you want to email us some stories holly please tell me either sit down and record with me or um email me your story so that i can read it uh anybody else who has any like stories about going through ruins anything like that anything creepy scary morbid macabre any of the your abandoned building anything like that um Send us a send us a shout out. Let us know so that we can read it on air. Please let us know at some point in time throughout the emails if you want us to tell your names or not. Otherwise, we will happily give you fake names like um, Fluffy Butt. Oh my god, we should put names on popsicle sticks. And just bowl. randomly draw them! Okay. Or when they don't want us to mention them. I love that! You could be dubbed um, Sir Fluffy Butt. Yes. We'll let Luna help we'll us. Let Luna's yes. Oh, your kid comes up with the best names. She did. Um, some of them are like, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but okay. <laughs> we gave her a sword and asked her to name it, and she named it Sky Wolf. Mm-hmm. And it goes in the dark. And it goes in the dark. And she will specifically ask for Sky Wolf. Does she sleep with it? She did for a while, yeah. Like, especially when the puppies were um, not her friend, she would sleep with Sky Wolf to protect her. My little soul! Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, and then Michael, like, he used to in the dark paint on it, so it glows in the dark. Yeah. (laughs) Your child has has a, a blankie. Her child has a fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. She has a sword. She has, a, like, two dinosaurs that she sleeps with. Your kid's walking in strapped like that. <laughs> yeah. She now has a Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, <laughs> that email. Casual casualties podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That Instagram is... Casual underscore casualties underscore podcast. Hit us up. 
If you love us, like us, um, please like, rate, like, rate, and review anywhere you're listening to this podcast. I know it's stupid, and I know it's annoying, because I listen to podcasts, and I always roll my eyes at this part, but it does actually help. Um, if you like us enough to contribute to our audio quality, first of all, we love you so yeah, fucking like, thoroughly. I'm not expecting that at all. Um, so. So that's okay if you don't want to. I get yeah, that. Yeah, if you don't want to, I, I totally understand. Um, but we'll get that up here sometime soon. And if you hate us so thoroughly that you feel the need to uh, yell at us for it or write reviews for it, I'm still here for it. Please email that to me. <laughs> and I'm really Send that sorry. to me on Instagram, please. I want to hear it. I want to know. I'm really sorry that you're going through such a hard time in your life that you feel, you the, feel need the need to, to take time out of your day to tell me how much you don't like my voice. No, I, um, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I've worked customer service since I was 16, so I dare you to say something about me that somebody hasn't already said. Yeah, yeah especially the old dudes. Oh, my God. Don't keep you bros. <laughs> bye. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I thought that was your way of ending the podcast. Uh, You're like, bye. And uh, I'm like, bye. Okay. I guess I'll just stop recording. Oh my god. Okay, but for real, Jesus time. Thank you so much for listening and joining us on our casual crusade. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs>